The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in some serious injury trouble, but does it mean their season is over? That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this WTSP Wednesday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JYarko underscore Bucks. He is Evan Klosky at E Klosky WTSP. And of course, you can check out everything that Evan is doing on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10tampabay.com. You can check out my work as the deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. And of course, now, you can join the Locked On Bucks Insiders, where you get news, the inside scoop, and exclusive content delivered directly to your phone, plus one-on-one conversations with me via text. I'm always excited to welcome new insiders to the club and have had some great interactions with Bucks fans that go beyond just the Buccaneers and this show. So join the Locked On Bucks Insiders now and be in the know all the time. Just go to joinsubtext.com slash Bucks to sign up. This episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We do have a Locked On Bucks Insider mailbag coming up, as well as Evan's 100% always accurate predictions. That's a little bit later in the show, but let's start off with kind of what's hovering over all Buccaneers fans' heads right now, and that's the injuries that we saw on Sunday. We talked all week long about how if the Bucs lose to the 49ers, it's really not a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but we did not clarify that you didn't want to lose your starting left tackle, your starting linebacker, both of your starting corners, uh, and that's exactly what happened after the Bucs came away from Sunday's game pretty banged up. Tristan Wirfs and Chris Godwin both left with injury, and did return to the game, but defensively, they lost Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, and Levante David. Yikes. All three underwent tests on Monday, but we haven't really heard the diagnosis on those. But which of these concerns you the most moving forward this season? I mean, Levante David. We said this during the season. They don't have depth, that linebacker. It's why Devin White's playing on one damn foot right now. So Levante David was certainly logging a Pro Bowl type of season. I think he was actually trending really close to all pro, uh, which is very disheartening because this man was playing like he was eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So missing him, especially in the, the, the run game, and not to mention covering – you know, tight ends and whatnot. Um, you, you can't replace a guy like that. Now, I would love to say that, you know, the combination of Jamel and Carlton, losing both of them is a big problem. I just haven't seen enough from them to think that they've actually been a huge help this season. So, you know, Carlton's constantly injured. Roll the tape back of what I said before the year. We know he's going to get hurt every year. And, you know, 
you wonder if if the Buccaneers might cut ties with him in the offseason when they can, considering he just never is healthy. He's never healthy for an entire season. It just it's mind boggling. So not unexpected to lose Carlton Davis for now a completely different issue than his toe, which has been the reason why he's lost a, a few games this season. Um, optimistic Worfs is going to go. He's just been gutting through that that injury all season long, um, and and it just someone kicked him right in the injury, so that that's going to be painful. And I'm sure he's very sore. But um, I, Levante, hands down, easy peasy. Uh, that one, that one burns. Yeah, that one is is definitely the one that jumps out. And I think the only reason that it jumps out as much as it does is because Tristan Wirfs did return to the game, but he was very clearly hobbled. Uh, you know, he gives up his first sack of the year to, to Chase Young after that injury occurs because he flat out just couldn't couldn't put his foot down and and it looked ugly and of course Todd Bowles spoke about it and, and said that he's obviously sore but you know he's a tough guy and and we're going to see how he is later in the week I would assume that Tristan Wirfs is going to go ahead and play but now you're dealing with a situation where your best offensive lineman arguably your best offensive player is is not going to be a hundred percent so if Levante David is out for any extended period of time with this groin injury, which is generally one to two months, plus you have a hobbled Tristan Wirfs, plus you're missing. Well, I'll yeah. say we, we don't know the severity of the groin injury. If, it's, right. a grade, if right. it's grade one, it could be one to two weeks. If it's a, if it's a grade two or grade three, I mean, now we're trending towards missing the rest of the season. But without knowing the severity of the grade really determines whether we're going to miss – Levante for two weeks or two months. So regardless, it's too much uh, if, if the Buccaneers want to stay in any kind of contention. And I want to get out ahead of this and, and maybe you have a differing opinion, but you know, I've already started to see some Bucks fans talk about, well, Levante's hurt. You don't know if Devin White is coming back. The Buccaneers should put a claim in for Indianapolis Colts linebacker uh, Shaquille Leonard, formerly known as, as Darius Leonard. And I say the Bucs should not do that. If you put in a waiver claim and you pick him up, you're inheriting $6.1 million for the rest of this year. And then his contract next year is $16.1 million. Uh, 2025, it's $19 million. 2026, it's $19.6 million. Um, if, if you're going to pay a linebacker that much, you might as well give that kind of money to Devin White and just keep him around. So I don't expect the Bucs to be contenders uh, on the waiver wire for Shaq Leonard to come in and, and try to help this team. No, we don't even have to discuss it. Not going <laughs> to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know we shouldn't have to discuss it, but I also feel like. No, I understand. Yeah, no, it's good to just put it out there. We don't assume anything. But, um, I, you know, let me circle back and tell you that the bills are due. They're still due the whole season. The bills are due. They ain't going to add more to the bill. Um, they they restructure the books. They will move on accordingly next season and regroup from there. But right now they have – this has always been a Petri dish of a season. they got to figure out what they have, and they're halfway through, and they need, they need to vet it all the way through until they are mathematically eliminated from NFC South contention and – we just don't know what's going to happen. They took, you know, 
I would say if they were fully healthy out of that Niners game, I I really would like where this team is heading entering the 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 home stretch here. They had been doing really well with the injury bug up until San Fran, and then they finally it all caved in on them. So yeah, there there are certainly some concerns, and that might um, push the envelope in the wrong direction for for this organization. Yeah, it certainly seems to potentially trend that way. Again, we we have to wait and find out what the severity of the injuries are. But then again, the Bucks play in the NFC South, so they may not be mathematically eliminated until after Christmas. Uh, you, know, you you never know with this division. But we're going to go ahead and dive in to the Locked On Bucks Insiders Mailbag ahead of this matchup with the Indianapolis Colts. That is next on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. Personally, I'm keeping an eye on those Foo Fighter seats when they come close to me next year, but you can find incredible deals to Bucks games, Lightning games, or your favorite musical artists or comedians coming close to you. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show you your total upfront cost so you know you're getting a great deal without any hidden fees. Game Time has deals on tickets right now all the way up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It is the place to find last-minute seats. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Channel. I wonder how much they talked about um, Steven Stamkos scoring a game-tying goal with 4.8 seconds left and then Brandon Hagel finally winning a game for the Lightning in overtime since, I don't know, like 2020 bubble. Uh, yeah, that it was, was... It was 11 straight. 11 straight overtime losses. They finally... Yeah. What, a, what a game that was. Yeah. So that that put a smile on uh, on my face and, and my son's it face. Was, the area needed it after Sunday. They, you know, they really, really did. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and jump into the Locked On Bucks Insider Mailbag. Again, you can become a Locked On Bucks Insider. Join subtext.com slash Locked On Bucks. And it's been a blast over there. Like, I'm, I'm having conversations with insiders that have absolutely nothing to do with football or the Bucks. It's just a fun place uh, to really interact with a lot of the everydayers. 
here uh, with Locked On Bucks, but we're going to dive in and start with Insider David. He's also in every liver uh, and gave me that beautiful uh, Buccaneer Super Bowl picture that shows up on 10 Tampa Bay during the Blitz every Sunday. Mm-hmm. But David asks, how do we get Chris Godwin more involved? He has zero drops this year and just 50 receptions so far this season. And Evan, this is something that I harp on all the time. So the floor is yours. How do we get Godwin more Man, first off, he's been typecast into a certain role. Um, while he isn't somebody who racks up a quantity of yards, he is Mr. Dependable. So for the first half of the year, the Buccaneers peppered this man on third down, money downs. Anytime that they needed a clutch grab, they go to Chris Godwin. So anytime they, they feel like the walls are caving in, he saves them. Uh that means, you know, he, he is a little bit playing to the sticks. He doesn't really get to show the versatility that I think he can do. You know, I don't know if, if Byron also gave him that ability either as he worked predominantly in the slot. Now he's just moving out of the slot and, and around formations, but still kind of doing similar type of things. So, A, um, you have to maybe involve him on earlier downs. You know, I would have to look this up, but I can't imagine he his first read rate on first and second down is the same of what it is on third. So, you know, allow Chris to prove that he can run deeper routes, that he can do that stuff. But I, th- I think you're just witnessing the early – inception of this offense which is a you run the offense through mike as the first read chris is the second read on top of that you don't really have a threat as your wide receiver three i really love what trey palmer is doing he's still i said it last week i'll say it again he's he's an explosive waiting to happen he he is getting close but still you know still not striking fear into too many defenses kate otten like him not striking fear into too many uh, defenses. So it's it's complicated to really get Chris doing more when they need him to be of, of significant distraction for Dave Canales and what he wants to do. And he just tends to kind of hang around zero to 10 yards and be, be a little bit of a safety valve for Baker. So I don't necessarily know how to open him up more. I know Cameron Braid said that he wants Chris and Mike on the same side of alignment. That happened a lot against Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I've only watched the first half of the Buccaneers uh, Niners all 22. Saw it a couple times, and both of them were runs. So they, they steered away from it. In that matchup, he is due for a breakout performance here. I don't know if he's hurting and they're trying to hide him a little bit. He certainly got hobbled on that knee, his which is the one he had surgery on, that right knee. So I don't know. But I do agree that, that Chris needs the ball more. He's almost always open. He's your most electric playmaker. And you have to make sure that he's engaged and active. And I feel like recently 
while I love the trajectory of Dave Canales's game plans and his calls, he's trending a little bit further away from Mike and Chris and incorporating little more Cade and Trey and Devin, even, you know, Jared had a beautiful 41 yard gain up the seam. Mm-hmm. That ain't your bread and butter. Those are your change-ups. So circle, you know, maybe defenses were focusing too much on Chris because they were focusing too much on Chris in the money downs. And hopefully maybe teams back off a little bit now that you're showcasing more in your offense. All right, well, we go from insider David to insider Dave, who says, what's your draft priority this far into the season? Edge one. Yes. You need, you know, and and I'll take myself out of that if you want to sign someone who is ready to make an impact immediately. But, you know, um, if you want to take the kid out of UCLA, if you're in a top 10 position, I I don't even know if he's going to drop that far. He might be sixth, seventh on the board, but there's there's a couple of edges between, uh, and I don't want to mess his name up. It's it's Latu, uh, the guy out of UCLA. Um, he's amazing, and then you have guys like Chop Chop Robinson at Penn State. If you fall in the top ten, you have some options there to take a pretty sexy edge one. Um, I would say Brock Bowers is. Um, I, w- I would be okay with that, especially if you keep Dave Canales, Bowers at the tight end position, and what they want to do, it fits perfectly. So, um, and then and then that allows you to make Cade your tight end too, which is where I think Cade should be. And now you're 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 really kind of maximizing your your pieces. So, first off, you have to ask yourself: Is Todd Bowles the head coach? Is Dave right. Canales DOC? We need to know those answers. Two, I will say this, and I continue to say this. I know James believe, believes it as well. I don't think Baker Mayfield has the problem. I don't think he's the guy that's going to lead you to the Super Bowl, but I think he's the bridge quarterback you would like to have who can help this team go into the next iteration of what a championship roster is going to look like. And if Dave is still here, I would I would say that I would like Baker to follow him and staying in town. I think Spotrack had Baker getting um, an average annual value of like $17, $16 million. That's still pretty cheap for a quarterback in the National Football League. As long as the fans understand he's not above average, he's not below average. He is an average NFL quarterback. So when I watch tape, you know what I say to myself? There's a play I write down. Wow, that was bad. And then, I, then there's a play that I write myself. Wow, that was good. And then usually by the end of the game, I got half a list of bad, half a list of good. And, and it equals out. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of needs for this team. If I thought that they were just a quarterback away, I would say go all in for it. But I don't. They're, they're going to need a wide receiver. You know, what are you going to do with Mike Evans in the offseason? What are you going to do with Russell Gage? They they need a tight end. They need a running back that can complement Rashad White. They need a cornerback because I don't know if Carlton Davis is the answer anymore, and they might want to save some money with him. They need a safety. Uh, they need a linebacker 
You know, are they going to bring Levante back or Devin back? What's going on there? So, and they need an edge. So to me, I like the depth of this team. Oh, yeah, by the way, they need a left guard and a center. So they like the de- I like the depth of this team. I think that I think there are some really good depth pieces that when you put some guys ahead of them, really form out this roster well. But until they can get maybe two more drafts underneath their belt to really replenish the system, um, I'm not saying QB like a lot of fans are, and I'll fight it. All right, well, we have weekly predictions and one final mailbag question coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest, most exciting way to play DFS, and it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection list and watch the winnings roll in. Price Picks is really simple to play, and I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Price Picks number the number one daily fantasy sports app. This week, I am going with Baker Mayfield to have more than 245 and a half passing yards. Chris Godwin, more than 55 and a half receiving yards. Michael Pittman Jr., more than 67 and a half receiving yards. And Jonathan Taylor, more than 72 and a half rushing yards. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL, L O C K E D O N. NFL for a first deposit match up to $100 price picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday episode of Locked on Bucks, and it is prediction time. We all know Evan Klusky has never gotten a prediction wrong ever as long as he has been on this show. I almost nailed the score. Almost. I did. My other predictions weren't that great, but I almost nailed the score. I mean, you you got the explosive play right to a non- Mike Evans or Chris Godwin player, it was yeah. just the wrong player. Yeah. Yeah. But but you're going to do better this week. The Bucs travel to Indianapolis, take on the Indianapolis Colts, led by the man, the myth, the legend, Gardner Minshew. Um, what is your bold? Do what? Go Cougs. Oh, yeah. What is your bold prediction for this one? Uh, my bold prediction assuming that Levante David is not playing, Servassier Dennis, forced turnover, and I'm going to – I might even say interception. Ooh, I'm getting like bold. It. It's very bold. I'm not saying he's going to play a great game, but the thing that he has always done in his college career and in training camp, he makes splash plays. Mm-hmm. So they're missing a little bit of that. So my guess is with more time, we might see some more mistakes. 
but there might be a play in here that he surprises us and uh, and flips the field. So that's my bold prediction, assuming Levante David is out. If Levante David is playing, then I'm going to say uh, Jonathan Taylor less than 40 yards. Right. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of with you when I when I made my price picks picks and I said Jonathan Taylor over or more than than 72 and a half rushing yards. I did that based on Levante not playing. So uh, we'll see if if I have to hurry up and pivot off of that. But who is your predictive player of the game? My predictive player of the game is going to be Rashad White. I really love how Dave has pivoted on White's role. Uh, there, last week, if you're a fan, you can find the TV copy somewhere. Watch the second drive. Just it was a it was a real masterclass of how to kind of move. To, to, to run the ball without running the ball in the same way that they used to run the ball. Counters, misdirections, going outside the numbers, getting your offensive lineman moving, um, and then and then the changeup being the runs inside. And those weren't like overly successful, but once they kind of established the misdirection and the runs outside, they were picking up three, four, five yards with those runs occasionally when doing it which on those runs are typically one to two yards, if no yards at all. But even beyond that, so one, this isn't a great defensive um, rush defense. I should say this isn't a great rush defense. And they, you know, they kind of lost a leader this week now with, with Leonard gone. So I think you're going to have some opportunities to get some chunks. And on top of that, I just believe that, He's an explosive piece these days, and we might be able to see White break off a couple of explosives as a pass catcher as well. So I like Rashad White for a combined 100-plus yards in this contest. Give me a tutty, and um, he continues his ascent uh, thanks to the, the new way that his, his OC has changed his role. Yeah, and this this Colts defense can get got in a lot of different ways, so it should be interesting uh, to see how that plays out. Yeah, I like Rashad a lot this weekend as well. All right, what is your score prediction for this one? My score prediction, and I, I am reserving the right to change it based on the injury report. Not allowed. But I, I don't love this team going back on the road in Indianapolis, a game where it's hard to get up for, a game where they've had a bye week and have been able to sit on this. And they have huge divisional games coming up down the stretch. This is still kind of a must win. They have the, the the Bucks have to go five and two, I think, in these last seven games. So you can't really throw one in the trash anymore. You're kind of already penciling in Jacksonville as an L. Mm-hmm. So you really don't have many more gimmies to give out. With all that said, though, I still think it's going to be a heartbreaker, 24 to 20. And uh, and I do not regret thinking that the Bucks were going to cover last week, considering if Kate Otten or Devin Tompkins make a, make a grab in the end zone like they should have. More Kate Otten than Devin Tompkins, but I think 
the more we're watching Devin get opportunities, the more those um, those grabs and traffic are becoming harder for him. That you know, there's a couple that pop into my head that he hasn't come away with, and and that's how you stay. You know, he's going to always have a role with this team, especially because of you saw it on his his punt return. But um, those are grabs you got to have. That was a good throw by Baker too. Um, so yeah, the spot, like I said, was in favor of the Bucks last week. And judging by the number you got, they, they could have covered because that line went up to 13, 13 and a half. This week is um, is a tough one. But I, I think the Colts are, are a bit overrated too. So I don't know. I hate I hate predicting this game, to be honest. I have no, no idea which way it's going to go. But I do have 24-20 Indianapolis. All right. And let's wrap things up with a final uh, mailbag question from Insider Blake. Who wants to know, uh, and and real quick, what is your favorite and least favorite traditional Thanksgiving food, not including turkey? Okay, um, great question. These are the topics we need to be tackling a lot more of. <laughs> um, so I'm actually like sweet, like sweet potato pie, right? Like I love sweet potatoes, but when you make it into a dessert, I hate it. So that's going to be a no go for me. And if you can, if you can make a mean stuffing, I know you said no turkey, but if you can make a mean stuffing, I think that's how you complement the turkey. And and uh, so it's not always my favorite, but when done when done well, it becomes my favorite. So uh, an elite stuffing, and then please leave sweet potatoes as fries only. I have been making the stuffing for my family's Thanksgivings since I was 13 years old. Wow. Uh, See, your stuffing, that's that's the stuffing I want. My stuffing is elite. And then I also make a sweet potato souffle where it's got like the pecan crust on top. Mm -hmm. Not the not the marshmallows, the pecan nice. crust crust. Uh and that that's a side dish. That's not a dessert. Um, but yeah, my my favorite traditional Thanksgiving food is the stuffing. Um my least favorite is pumpkin pie. It's disgusting. It's gross. Get it out of here. Give me pecan pie. Give me apple pie. Give me sweet potato pie. Give me literally anything other than pumpkin pie. It's the worst. Uh, and that is my hot Thanksgiving take uh, for this episode. But that is going to do it for this WTSP Wednesday episode. Please uh, make sure that you are checking out everything that Evan is doing on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10 Tampa Bay.com. Check out my work over at BucksNation.com. Follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at Ekloski WTSP. Join the Locked On Bucks insiders. Join subtext.com slash Locked On Bucks. And uh, yep, that's going to do it. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 